They didn't applaud for you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Must not be that great. <laughs> Must not be that great. Hey. <laughs> 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 right. Good morning. Huh? Not yet, they once they started rolling the camera. You you helped me find uh, faith again the the last uh, service. Oh, hold off for that. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Nice. How many kids you guys have? Two. Oh. My son is with his cousins right now. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Hi, right, how are you? How old are you? When do white people wear black people hair? Uh, appropriate? <laughs> uh, good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, you can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and uh, Hank will respond to your questions or comments. All right? I do appreciate it. And good morning, y'all. How's everybody? Good. Amazing. So... I'm going to go to you first. You were telling me that you were helped. And how were you helped? Well, I thought I was praying to God, and it makes sense that, you know, I was just didn't realize that everything was really pretty good. And uh, I just yep. um, listened to you uh, saying, I think, uh, to kind of, just be in the moment and not try to overthink things. That's right, man. And That's it, amazing. Yes, sir. It, it gets better. If you practice that, it gets better. Don't overthink anything. Just be. Good, man. Thank you. Is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's your name? Sheila. Oh, take the mic for me, Sheila. Sure. Uh, how did you hear about us? Through Casey. Oh, yeah? Yes. Are you nervous right now? Uh, no, I don't feel nervous. Oh, nice. No. <laughs> you say you weren't, you're not a well, front row person. I don't usually sit in the front row, and right. I don't talk uh, in groups too much. And, and why don't you, you usually sit in the front row? Uh, why do you avoid the front row? I think as a kid I was really shy, and uh, I'm not so much anymore. But still, a crowd speaking. You know, I, I used to about pass out when I had to do a – remember those um, – Oral book report we used to have to do in school. Oh, you had yeah. to stand up in front of the class. Right. If there wasn't a podium, I would have just collapsed. Really? Yeah. You want to come up here? No. <laughs> that is an emphatic no. <laughs> that way we could watch you collapse on camera. <laughs> People love action. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, then not today. Maybe next time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Any and questions? I, I definitely saw the positive effect on Casey. Right on. From, um, you know. Of course, I tried to, t you know, tell him, well, what did I tell you, Casey? Be grateful, gratitude, practice gratitude. Yeah. And he said, I know, but see, you say it and you got through. Have you forgiven 
Your mother? I adored my mother. Is she still living? No, sir. Oh, you adored her? Yeah, she was. A, she, I loved her. She and my father were. I had just a wonderful childhood. So they were perfect. So I can't really feel that there's anything to forgive. Right. I would aspire to be like my mom. And how do you define adored? What does that mean? Well, I should say maybe more than adored. Just I loved her. I respected her. She was a a good mother uh, to my father. She seemed to be. He loved her very much. They they were happy. We had a They stayed peaceful, together until they both died? My father died uh, of a massive heart attack at the age of 62. Your mother killed and him. They, no. <laughs> no, I think hard work did. He was a diesel yeah. mechanic. But uh, <laughs> y'all can tell I'm from the South. But anyway, Where are you from? He, um, I was born in Florida, and I lived oh. in Georgia for many, many years. Oh, my okay. mother was from Georgia, father nice. from Florida. Yeah. Amazing. So, well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, yeah. Right on. But my, my family was, my family life was, was awesome. It was? As yes. high as your life now? It's good. But not awesome? No. Why not awesome? Because I tend to stay inside my own head and cause issues. <laughs> <laughs> Solid and, truth. And why do you stay inside of your head, knowing um, that it would cause issues? Well, I am working on it. I don't know why I do that, but I'm working on it. And how are you working on it? I try to catch myself and take a moment, not speak, you know, give myself some time to just, you know, distract myself. So you know, do you know that those thoughts are not your own? I expect that's true, yes. But you don't see it clearly yet? No, not yet. Yeah, they're of the devil. So when you talk to yourself, you're talking to the devil. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So let it pass. Those are not your own. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. And you were saying, I know last week was your first time here, right? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Thank you. So last week was your first time here. Yeah. Who invited you here last week? Uh, my friend Joe. Right oh, there. Joe. And so you were in a mess last week. I was. A really bad mess. <laughs> What, what was it like for you last week? Uh, how do you mean? Were you in your head? Uh, I was in my head a lot, probably the whole the whole session. Yeah. And how are you doing now? I, like I told you in the beginning, I feel like I'm reaching a perfect piece. I don't say I'm in it exactly, but I definitely yeah. feel it. You seem different, too. You don't look I feel as, different. I feel yeah. strong. Right. You don't look stressed and worried and lost. Not at all. Good, man. Are you, uh, are you doing the silent prayer now? I do it at night because if I try it in the morning, I fall asleep. You fall asleep in the morning? No, I fall asleep at night, but if I oh. try to do it, as soon as I wake up, I fall asleep again. Oh, if you try to do it in the morning? Yeah. You should do it in the morning. Get up so you... Do you sit up and do it or lay down and do it? I lay down and do it. Oh, get up, man. What the... Okay. <laughs> get up and do it until you can no longer fall asleep. Got it. And that'll help you stay awake. Okay. All right? Yeah. Any questions about anything? Any questions? Uh, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a man? I feel like I know the, the answer. But what do you think the answer is? To recognize yourself as spirit and be in a uh, loving state of being and understanding state of mind. 100%. Absolutely. Perfect. That's it. What made you realize that? You. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Service last but, Sunday. Yeah, that is absolutely perfect. Nice. I'm a man. That's right. And you're 22? 22, yeah. Yeah. 
You're blessed to be waking up so early, man. I feel so blessed. I feel like anything's possible now. Right on. That's amazing. Good, man. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Today is my birthday. I am older than God. <laughs> Mary had me and then she had Jesus. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about, oh, are you living your lowest or your highest? And, and I'll tell you in a minute why I want to talk about that. Uh, but anybody with any other questions or anything you're dealing with or anything? Okay. Um, who want to respond to that? Are you living your lowest or your highest? Nobody? Okay, I have to call on you. <laughs> yes, sir. Your uh, ego is living your lowest, but if you allow yourself to, if you seek yourself, you can achieve your highest. So are you living your lowest or your highest? Are you like me specifically? Yeah. You, I'm living my highest. You living your highest? Yeah. And how do you know that? Because I'm in perfect peace. Oh, okay. Amazing. Um, how about behind you? Are you living your lowest or your highest? I feel like I'm living my highest right now. And what does that, what does it mean to live your highest? Um, it means I'm just more spiritual and recognize that I recognize the order of God, and I recognize... A little louder for me? I recognize the order of God, and I recognize that, you know, I've been living in my thoughts, and I recognize that, uh, you know, everything is just is kind of black and white, so everything's good and evil, and it's very, very simplified, as opposed to who, uh, a few years ago, I felt like I was at my highest, but it was all, like, just stupid material stuff, worldly stuff, and now I have, like... I'm just, it's just very cool, chill, simple, easy going. I don't really think about too much. And do you still get angry? Yeah. You do? Yeah. And what can make you angry? <clears throat> just little stupid stuff that made me angry in my fallen state. And I mean, you know, plenty of things. You say you get angry at your fallen state? Or in your fallen state? What did you say? When about I was in my fallen, this uh, you asked what makes me angry, and I said the the same now. stuff oh, the same that was stuff. in my, that made me angry when I was in my fallen state makes me angry now. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. And is it hard not to be angry? It's not hard not to be angry. It's hard not to get angry. It's not hard not to stay that way anymore. So oh. it's easier to kind of just like, dang, that got me. Why am I pissed off, you know? So it's, like, easier to recognize that, recognize what kind of state I'm in, and just easy to talk myself down, like, just chill out, Marcus, relax, it's easy, everything is cool. Right on. Like, stop being stupid. Do you expect the truth to change for you? No. And why not? Um, because the truth is the truth. I remember I had the conversation with my friend, not about changing the truth, but... You know, he was talking about, oh, that's, that's her truth, or that's his truth, and that's my truth. I'm like, regardless of what anybody thinks their truth is, there's got to be only one single truth. I mean, somebody's got to be. Not Where did somebody... that idea come from that everybody had their own truth? Because I hear that a lot now. I don't know. Oh, that's your truth. That's her truth or his truth. Where did that come from? Uh, like Oprah or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. What is your truth? 
Yeah, I don't, you know, uh, I don't know where that came from. Oh, okay. I hear that a lot. And I'm like, nobody has their own truth. Yeah, I think it's just the world trying to make people believe that, you know, they, whatever they want to believe can be true or, yeah. you know, not really trying to uh, well, correct themselves, I guess, if you can correct, can correct yourself. So just nice. go with the flow, do what you want, you know. Okay. Are you living your lowest or your highest? Uh, I guess I would say my highest. I don't feel like I'm living my lowest. You don't? No. And, and how, so you guess you're living your highest? I mean, I don't know the future, so I can't predict whether it's going to be better than it is now. But at this moment, I feel really good about my life. And so, <laughs> oh, so you live your highest? Yeah. And what does that mean to live your highest? To not, for me, it, it means to not be caught up in the chaos of my thoughts and to just have peace and be in the present moment. Oh, okay. Uh, do you expect the truth to change for you? No. Have you ever thought about that before? Uh, yeah, to what he was saying about, you know, oh, this is my truth or your truth. Um, I definitely was caught up in that in the past before. You thought you had your own truth? Yeah. And where did you get it from? I don't know. Other people telling me that that's how the world worked. Oh, I see. Yeah. And you believed at one time you had your own truth? Yeah, because I didn't know what the truth, ultimate truth was, or I was blinded to it. Oh, okay. Good. That makes sense. Um, Lord, Joel here. You black. (laughs) (laughs) Joel, are you living your lowest or your highest? Uh, I wouldn't say my highest, but I wouldn't say my lowest either. Oh, you're in the middle somewhere? I don't know, but I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't say a highest, because I I don't feel like I'm walking on water yet. Um, <laughs> one day you will. One day I will. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't say. I, I definitely wouldn't say lowest. I don't know. That's a good question. And do you know what it means to live your lowest or your highest? Uh, when I was in, I remember when I was 16. Um. I used to have those thoughts like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Because I used to go to, I moved around a lot. So I went to a high school to where I didn't know anybody, so I didn't fit in. And then I used to think like, what's the point of, what's the, what's the point of life? Why am I even? And I feel like then was my lowest, um, but highest, I, I, I don't see, I don't think I've reached that. You don't think you have yet? No. And... Why do you why do you don't think you have yet? I mean, she do made you a good point. Know what it is? Um, maybe I'm not sure because she made a good point to where if you don't have an expectation of what high is, then how do you know what your highest is? But I just can imagine, you know, when I hear Jesus say he walked on water, and he did these amazing things, that um, he experienced his highest self. So I just see it in that way. Oh, okay. But you don't know what it is. I just don't believe I'm, I'm at that place. Do you have an expectation of um, what it is? <laughs> of what it is? No, I don't think I have an expectation. your highest? No. I just know that I'm not at my highest, though. Oh. Yeah. But how do you know you're not, though? I, did I, I know we're going around in a circle a little yeah. bit, I think. But how do uh, you know you're not at your highest? Um, because I don't... I don't I'm not always walking in perfect peace. Oh, you're not? So I don't, 
I don't see, I can't even, I wouldn't deceive myself and say I'm living my highest if I'm not always walking in perfect peace. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. You know. You been to Art Kansas lately? Shreveport. <laughs> Shreveport. <laughs> uh, okay. How about you? Are you living your lowest or your highest? The young man right behind you. You want to respond to it too? No. <laughs> I say just kind of like Joel as well. Uh, sometimes, uh, I mean, that's kind of funny. It's like the same. Like when I was 16, I was moving around and stuff, and the same thing. I was, you know, feeling the same thing. Are you his brother? No. Oh. <laughs> no, it was just the same experience. Same experience. Y'all have the same daddy? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm there. Um, but yeah, um,. I mean, sometimes I feel like, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm feeling uh, at my lowest and living at my lowest just because I, I still do have, like, those uh, thoughts a lot, you know, and they still kind of run through me, um, through my head a lot. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm still living at my lowest. Um, I'm, Are you doing the silent prayer? No. Not, not every morning and every night like I should. What is suffer? <laughs> Why not? Uh, just like, I don't know, sometimes I forget or I'm, I'm, I'm rushing to work, you know, I get up, I usually get up early, but I'm rushing to work, rushing to work and, uh, just kind of sometimes forget, but I would say I, I do it every morning, every night, 90% of the time. Oh, you know? and so do you let God know, you know, I know you said to pray without ceasing, I mean all the time, but I don't have time to do but 90%. Uh... <laughs> I, I hope work. he understands. Uh, so what? <laughs> you think God understands? I, I say I hope he understands. Oh, he does? Yeah. Let me ask. No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. But uh, I mean, I still want to, uh, I mean, it's pretty hard. I was going to uh, ask you earlier about, uh, it's not the biblical question, but it was like a few weeks ago, uh, what your definition or meaning of success is. Uh, I kind of feel like uh, if I was at my highest, uh, I would be a little bit more successful, um, and I would be more like, I guess, aware, um, and more successful, I guess. Um, successful in what way? Like worldly things, like things, you know, that's you the thing. I will, yeah, like I always kind of have like that mix up in my head, like, Man, if I did this a few years ago, man, if I did that a few years ago, or invested in this or that, I would be in a different position with different, you know, a different life. But then I just kind of realized, like, this is what I am right now, and I just have to build up, I guess, and just have the... How much stuff you need before you know if you're successful or not? Uh, How much you It need? shouldn't be a lot, but... But just more than what you have? Yeah. And... <laughs> but, but, but where will you know you're at that point? How much more you need? Say that again? Where will you know you're at that point of success? How much more you need? Um, when I have a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you, nah, then you would know you're successful? Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know. I just, that, that's everything that I want. You know, it's not necessarily everything that I should have. You know, I right. deserve to have. You know what I mean? That's everything that I want. So if you got everything you wanted, then you'd be successful. That's what I feel. That's what I think in my mind. Right. But I don't know. I guess maybe 
you know, I'm wrong. Uh, Do we have any successful people here? Two, three, four, five. Can I get a six, six, seven, eight? No. So you're successful, Joel? Yeah, I just, um, he kind of, he kind of touched on it, but I just learned to realize that that the things, the things of the any anything that's a want, isn't real anyway. Meaning, like success is not determined on what people have on the outside. Because so, are you, you know, successful? I believe so. In, in what way? In the sense that I'm successful in um, staying on the right track, doing the right thing, the best that I know how getting back on track when I fall off track, successful in, in doing my best to take up my cross, so to speak. Oh, Lord. I know that's a holy phrase, but... Oh, <laughs> you like Jesus. <laughs> and, but you are successful? In that way, I believe so. But how about material things? No. How's your business? I mean, because... Everybody want to know how your business is going. Business <laughs> is going well. It's it going well. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and the Joel material thing, is of course. A dance, he has a dance company. So if anybody looking to learn to dance, call Joel. Or you got some kids. Oh, yeah. Bring kids. Them by. You don't teach old people? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So are you successful? You meant material things, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. He meant material things. Oh, uh, material th- I mean, of course we all, you know. But even that can be, it's hard to measure what success is. Cause people if you had a Ferrari. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's nice. That's nice. Is that sign of success? Not necessarily. It's not? Yeah, not Why necessarily. Not? Because you could have a lot of, you could have, I mean, maybe somebody's success isn't Ferrari. Maybe somebody's success is buying a home, owning a home. You know, oh, it may be, But yeah. how about yours? Though? He's talking about himself. Not married to a bride. <laughs> in that sense, in that in his sense, then yeah, success will be if he if he wants a Ferrari and that's what he wants, then success will be in the worldly sense. That would uh, be it, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Amazing. And so all you need is Ferrari and, and that's it? Uh, I mean not necessarily just a Ferrari. A Porsche too, <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh but I mean I don't know. Nice house, mom. You know, mom's taking care of all that. You know, I just growing you want up. To take care of your mama. Well, you know, I mean, in the sense that I can get her a home. You know, and she can. Every black man, what about mama a house? <laughs> what you gonna do with your money? I'm about mama a house. <laughs> what? The? You too. But go ahead. I I get you in a minute. Go oh, ahead. Oh, but I mean, it's, I, I guess it's not just that. Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, if I have a family later on, you know, you leave a, a future estate or something like that for a future family, you know, you know, for the bloodline, you know, have something, you know, because my family, we just, we're just, we have nothing really, you know. So, so. You have nothing? No, I mean, not nothing, but, you know, we just, um, just grew up kind of, or I, I should say me, just grew up kind of just having not much, you know, and. I've always had the aspirations to just, you know, I was a big sports sports guy, football, basketball, soccer, all types of stuff. And once my, and that's another thing too, once uh, all those dreams went out the window, you know, no D1 college, none of that, I was just, 
I, uh, I'm trying to think of that word. Uh, um, I lived myself basically based on all of those things, you know, right. instead of living for myself. Because I was just trying so hard to, you know, be the professional, you know, be a professional, be able to do the things that I wanted to do, you know. But and once that, once that, uh, you know, went out the window, I was just, oh, you know, I don't know what to do now. Life was over for me, you know, type stuff. Yeah. Type of, type of uh, thinking. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know, you know, that's not necessarily what you should identify. That's what I'm, I identified with all those things, you know, instead of myself and really looking into myself, you know, and um, not identifying with those things. And I wouldn't feel that way after those right. things didn't, you know, happen. But um, I know, you know, you shouldn't necessarily live for material things, you know, and live for, you should live for yourself, you know, and, and spiritually and for God. So um, I'm still working on it, you oh, know, okay. but yeah, I said my life. Right <coughs> now. Um, are you surprised at the change in your friends so quickly? Uh, not really, just because he's, he's been through a lot. So, you know, I just, I'm kind of glad he found inner peace. Yeah. You know, he's been through a lot, so I'm not surprised. And so you're not surprised because he's been through a lot that he would change so fast? Yeah. Oh, good, man. Nice. Um, are you, you want success, too? Do, do I want to? I, I feel successful. What does it mean to be successful to you? Um, to have something to do to stay busy. To have that, something that's to do not to... too stressful. Something that I like to do. As long as it's not stressful. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. And that's what success means to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you know, just having a safe place, you know, to. To, to you know uh, consistency and and then just having something to do and knowing that you know I have the food and everything that so I'll be okay. Oh, okay, interesting. Do you hear a lady want to tell? Are you successful? Yeah. Um, am I successful? I I don't know. I mean, I feel like. For me, success is mainly around relationships. So, like, as my siblings call me for help or any ways I can help out around with my family, that feels like success for me. When you're helping family members? Yeah, yeah. So my siblings are younger. They're trying to figure out what's next. And, um, yeah, so just being able to be part of their development and growth feels like success for me. So. Oh, it does? Yeah. Um, and so are you doing that now, helping family members and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, whether it's, like, my family who lives in Idaho and being able to, like, be there as a, a mentor or, like, with my siblings here in California. Um, oh. Just being able to step up and, and help them. My brother just actually found a place to live. He's been homeless for, like, five years now. So Is he um, older or younger? He's younger. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's been a big blessing is just to see him get back up and just hopefully be a champion for him. So. And so if he went homeless again, would you feel unsuccessful? Yeah, I would take it pretty hard. And you would? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of over-responsibility on my part, I would say, to like make sure they're okay and make sure they're taken care of. And so, Why do you carry that responsibility? Um, I think being like the second mom growing up. My mom was a single mom, so being like the second parent. Oh, so, so you have to help raise your brothers and sisters? Yeah, oh. yeah. 
I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. What a mess. It's, yeah, it's been a mess, but it's also... <laughs> yeah, I think Chris has been helping me a lot with like Good. not taking that on, and whatever happens, they're responsible for themselves. So, Have you forgiven your mother for doing that to you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I forgive her. I don't know that I forgive the actions. Have you told her that? No, because I've been, I've still been processing how to figure out those things, so. Yeah, you should go to, I recommend you go and forgive her for putting that responsibility on you. That was wrong. That was evil. She should have never done that to you. Yeah. You didn't know, I mean, she didn't even know how to raise kids. How would you know as a kid how to raise somebody? You know what I mean? Yeah. But you got to forgive her. What did your father say to you when you told him what she was doing to you? I mean, my, I think he just agrees. I mean, he, they are divorced and he's just like, yep, makes sense. So for him, it's, I mean, he's always been there for me and has been a support to me <coughs> in a lot of ways. So we've grown closer and that's been great. So, nice. yeah. Well, so we forgive your mother. Go and forgive her for doing that. Yeah. Just say, you know, you are an evil woman. <laughs> Same to you, Dad. I'm sure that'll go over super smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you are an evil woman. Okay. You are evil for putting that responsibility. Now I feel responsible for them as an adult. And they're not even mine. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive us so you can let that go. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. They're she's not apologized. your responsibility. I mean, she's definitely been like, I'm sorry for being a bad mother. And so I think it just also is taking time to heal. Like those things don't just go away like that. But if you so. forgive her, you'll be healed right away. Mm-hmm. You'll be healed just like that. Sure. Because when you forgive her, God will forgive you. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. What's your name? Vanessa. Vanessa, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. How did you find out about us? Um, Chris. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any questions about anything? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet, no. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. If anything, question comes up or comment or disagree with me, let me know. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard about the cake and on your show. Oh, you did? Yeah. You watch the show sometimes? I have. I watched one, I think, The Silent Prayer, um, actually with my brother. Oh, good. Um, we got to do it once on a hike, and that was really nice. So. Right on. Stay yeah. with it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yes, Frankie. What? Did Frankie leave? Oh. Yes. You had your hand, right? I did. Okay. It was about uh, success, you know. When I was when I was young, like like him, I used to. Uh, I thought about that, you know, having all the stuff and all the things. And I actually know some people who like that, and they are the craziest people because the biggest it's a it's a lie, it's a trick, because the minute you get that, then everything dies. It's like okay, you've got you've got this and you got that and you got that and you thought that that would make you happy and complete. But you know what? It just uh, multiplied and doubled. Now you've got to have a bigger this and a more expensive that and a more expensive this. And it's really, your, it's really this inside here that, that needs to be right. Uh, you know, and, and God needs to complete you. Not a thing, because a thing can break, can break down. So are you successful? I am. And how do you know you're successful? I've given up. Um, I guess on things and stuff like that. I don't need that to complete me. I don't need those things to make me happy. Oh. The most unhappy people are the ones that got all the junk. 
That's why they, you know, they're high and drunk. And so now he's successful. He can say he don't need it. <laughs> and don't have it. The man with two garage full of stuff. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, man. Um, there's no such thing as success. Really, it's a made-up word, just like the word racism. It's all made up. And the world got you trying to fulfill something that cannot be fulfilled. Not that way. And so you could get the Ferrari, two or three of them. You could get Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, no. Kathy Jenner. No. <laughs> What's the name of that Jenner woman? No, the woman the movie. The TV show that you got out of Fate Body. Uh, Kanye West's wife. Kim oh, you, you could get Kim Kardashian with the Ferrari and her whole family. <laughs> and you could get the Valley. You could get the TV show. You could get everything, and you still wouldn't be happy. Because it's just a made-up word. The devil have you going after stuff that would never make you happy. Because all the people that, as Francisco was saying, all the people that has all those things are still miserable. You're never going to be completed until you return to the Father. And because when you don't have things, Satan is telling you, oh, if you had this, you would be happy. If you had that, you had this. It is all a lie. It's a setup. No such word as success. Really, it's a made-up word. You're doing fine as you are right now. As long as you stay on that straight and narrow path, you have food on your table, you have a roof over your head, and even if you didn't have a roof, if you didn't have that anger, you'd still be fine. So let that illusion go and just do what's in front of you. Be grateful for what you have, and God will add on to you. The treasures in heaven are on earth for you as well. But you shouldn't seek them first. Seek the kingdom of God in his right way, and the treasures on heaven are here, and they'll be added to you. But it wouldn't be, as you said, as an identity. You'll just be grateful. But it'll be given to you. But let the world way go and just be you. That makes sense? Yeah. Don't look for that as anything. God will take care of you. And you'll be fine. So let me ask, are you living your lowest or your highest? Um... I say neither. Don't get mad. You say what now? <laughs> I say neither. You're not living your lowest or your highest? Yeah, how would I know? I don't know what I could have a high later or, you know, a lower later. What? <laughs> you know what, what you, I mean. No, what do you mean you could have a lower later or high later? I, I don't know what you mean. Well, like everyone's saying, like I can't predict the future, so I don't really know what like a high would be or a low would be, you know. Um, oh, so you don't know if you're living or your, your lowest or your highest at all? Right. And is it possible to know that, you think? I don't or think so. Oh, you don't think it's possible to know? Right. Oh, okay. Amazing. That's it? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you living your lowest or your highest? Um, I think I'm living my highest. You, you do? And why do you think that? Because... Um, I've been pretty low, and I can't see, now that I know what I know, I live every day, um, get up, do what's in front of me to do, don't have any expectations of the future because the future doesn't exist, so I can't say that um, I think I might get higher. Maybe I might, but 
in the moment, in the present, every day, just waking up and learning and growing. All the things that I didn't know that I know now is definitely put me in a position. Like, I feel like my relationship with God is like everything. I've been seeking that. I've been seeking the truth. And um, now that I'm aware, more aware and becoming more and more aware on how to get it, like just be in the present and doing the silent prayer, that helps me every day. And I see things, even physically, I see things like richer. Like this morning when I was walking my dogs, I was looking at the flowers and I'm like, that that color is so pretty, like it's, it's brighter to me. And because when I was living in the darkness, in my imagination, I, I wasn't even able to see that because so many things were going through my mind. But now I'm like, I feel so much freer than that. So for me, that's high. Okay. Amazing. The young lady wait behind. Yes. Um, I think I'm kind of living both. Your lowest and your highest? And why do you think that? Because I compare it to like the fallen state. Yeah, this is my highest. But um, it's kind of like when you say like, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. It's kind of like that. Um, like, I know it's going to be a lot better um, for me, like, um, when I have, like, my health. That's, like, how I know. How I know, like, it'll be a lot better, like, when I'm it, healthier. You say, will you have your health what? Like, my overall health. Is your highest or your lowest? I feel like that would be my highest because I can't get any higher, like, mentally-wise because, like, I can observe, I can watch what's happening. So I feel like that's staying a couple steps ahead. And then when I am, um, you know, physically healthy, I feel like I won't even have to observe. I'll just be able to actually do. Are you doing the silent prayer morning and night? Yeah. Every morning and night? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. This young lady want to respond. Um, I think everything Rochelle said, it was just hit it right on the nail but I feel like and I feel like I'm living my highest right now because I was just at my mom's house yesterday and I hear how she loves to still control her kids and it's like (laughs) no stop so I can honestly say I'm living my highest just because I feel like I my eyes are open and I can just say hey look no and not just with her but just with anyone else that I like come across it's like yeah that's Satan and i going to take a few steps back and walk away from you so my highest do you do you think the truth should change for you no and why not because the truth is the truth you can't that if you try to change it it's a lie so no i wouldn't want the truth to change for me at all truth hurts and i think that's great because then if it doesn't hurt then you're not growing or changing and there's no change to that so yeah i wouldn't want it to change for me do you still control your husband? Oh, no. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the truth? No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's that. Whoa. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I ever really did control him. Maybe I did. A little bit. I'm not going to lie. I did a little bit. But I don't. So I went from no to maybe. <laughs> to a little, idea, bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, I and did. So, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> is it hard not to try to control them at all? 
No, because then I, I, I go back into, I guess, my prayer closet where I see my thoughts. And I, we were just talking about that this morning because there's certain things that he does that I don't like. And I have to tell myself that these are just thoughts and, yeah. and that, that's not who he is. And that's just me telling, trying, my, the ego trying to tell me that, hey, that's not him. And just, you know, start bickering. And no, I... And so you back off when you realize yeah. it's just stuck. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a wife you don't have to fight with all the time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Hustle, are you living your highest or your lowest? Highest. And why do you say highest? Because I no longer have an idea of high or low. You don't have the idea of high or low? Yeah. And what is it like to be living your highest? Just peaceful. Oh, okay. Amazing. Had you thought about this before today? Yeah, I definitely think about it a lot when even like listening to the if poem and like the highs and the lows, they're both imposters. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, the yearning for all these different material things and going through that um, process. Um, yeah, just like you said, just getting off the ride. Yeah. yeah. So. Amazing. Nice. Yes, Raymond. You had your hand, right, Raymond? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I believe I'm living my lowest. Of course. Mm. Where you gonna live your highest, man? When I realize I have the, when I have the courage and the grace to see uh, see what it takes to live my highest. Oh, amazing. Do you have mercy? I don't believe I do. You don't even have it for yourself? No. That's amazing. Okay. I like the honesty. Do you, do you have mercy? Uh, yes, I believe so. For yourself or others or both? Uh, both. And how do you know that? Um, just quick to forgive. Nice. Because yeah. I noticed most people don't have mercy for others nor themselves. They don't even have it for themselves, so they don't have it for others. I'm like, wow, what happened to mercy? Amazing. You can't fake it either, though. Right, you, you know, can't. You, you have to have it, like you, you have don't. to forgive, but you, it has to be genuine. Yep. Yes, James. A super chat from Annie P. answering the biblical question. She uh, says, the biblical question is... No, no, not the biblical question. The lowest or highest thing. Oh, do you have, are you living at your lowest or your highest? And Annie P. answers... She was calling that the biblical question. That's why I got confused. I now live in the middle. When I was in the fallen state, I used to chase the false highest living only to have it crash down into my lowest living. It was a constant battle. Amazing. Since you have the my hate, are you living at the lowest or your highest? <laughs> uh, I answered this this morning. I don't remember what I said. Uh, <laughs> you should have written it down. <laughs> oh, because you, you asked it slightly differently. Can How did I, I ask this morning? You, what did you say? How did I ask it this morning? You said, are you living at a lower level or at a higher level? Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and you I say, took that to mean like a lower level of consciousness or a higher level of consciousness. And oh, so okay. like I think that it's lower level. But maybe I go up and down a little. 
So what? Maybe I go up and down a little bit. You go from high level to low level? <laughs> if it's possible, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. That is how I ask it. Do you live in your low level or high level? So let me tell you why I ask this. Oh, no, you live in your low level or high level? Since everybody said they're living their high level, I don't want to say that. <laughs> but, but it sounds funny to say, oh, I'm living my lowest. So it's, it's kind of an interesting question. Not kind of. It's an interesting question. And one thing I, I heard throughout, at least some people say, was that they don't know if they're living their highest because they don't know how well they're going to be doing in whatever right. future date that is. But you really don't. If you really don't have a future date, you have right now. I don't. I'm not saying I know how to answer that question because somebody said that um, you know the thoughts of highest and lowest is an illusion, and I I tend to believe that. So I I don't know how to answer it, but I know that I only have right now, and I've never done that I can think of never done better in my life than I'm doing now. Oh, okay. I have everything. I'm fat. I'm sassy. Um, <laughs> You're all like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Anka Baby, you, you live in the lower level or higher level? Like so you I go, get the level he has version? A, uh, a golf game right out there. Meeting. Obviously, I'm on my highest level right now. I'm in my <laughs> pinnacle. Can you not see? Yeah, doesn't he look like he's going to play golf? This is, the blackest, yeah, is this is the blackest thing about me. I dress up on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so the level one or the... Low one level or high level? Okay. That's uh, how I asked it this morning, right? Low level, high level? Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm not quite sure what that quite means, to be honest, about if, if you're higher or lower or higher level or lower level. I'm not entirely sure what that even means, so I don't think I can answer it honestly. When I think about my life, though, it's pretty perfect, and it's but it's not, but it's not how others would call perfect or higher level. Whatever. What I'm saying is, is that I think people have a this idea of what perfect and a higher level might be, and it's like all these physical things, like oh, I have this or that, but my internal life is like perfect, even though I mean I have things or. And when I say perfect, I don't even mean that I'm not having conflicts like of daily life. It's just I've, I'm responding to the conflicts perfectly. It's all so my life's perfect. So I don't know. I maybe didn't even answer your question, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like higher or lower. Win doesn't the game. Tiger got you, buddy. <laughs> it doesn't seem like higher or lower. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't seem real. Uh, it doesn't seem real. Doesn't seem real. Oh, okay. Anyways. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. We had the women's forum this Thursday night. It was amazing. Wasn't that a good meeting, ladies? It was a home run, right? Say so what? <laughs> I like Rochelle's answer, though. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this is just a question. Okay, Jesse, so don't try to pick my brain. I want to know from uh, you. Okay. okay. God made man and woman for them to be together. Right. Do you think maybe that the men that are answering and don't really have a clear answer, they need a woman in their life? No. Why? Because if they got a woman, they would never be able to answer it. But then wouldn't you think maybe they would know, like, if they're living their highest or their lowest? I mean, they could be living their lowest even with the woman. And they could be living their highest because 
they'll have some sort of direction at that point. If they had a woman, they would have direction? Well, not necessarily because of the woman, but because they are trying to lead and they should be leading. They should be? Right. Uh, you write in that if a man has a wife, mm -hmm. that uh, if he understood what he was dealing with, then he would grow into manhood. But most men don't understand that. And so their wives are destroying them. That is true. I mean, don't you listen to the show? No, I, I mean, I, I, well, I, I do, but I, I The women see are destroying it. the men. I see because it with they don't my siblings, see what they're that's why. With. I'm sorry? I see it with my siblings, and I would, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, a woman would kill a weak man. But then, I mean, these men should be strong men, right? The, I'm, I'm speaking about the men that are here now that they don't know if they're living their highest or their lowest. Oh, so you're saying they're weak right now? Well, not necessarily, but I mean, they don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, they don't have a direct question. I mean, answer to your question. Uh, so that means they're weak? No, but I mean, You can maybe, be honest. No, I'm being honest. Oh, I'm just like saying like. All these weak men. No, <laughs> I'm not saying they're weak, but I'm just saying like, I'm just asking. That's why I'm yeah. asking. Like, no, what do they necessary. have? No, okay. All right. Uh, if they sought God and stayed with it, they would know. Okay. Because only God can make you live. The way you should. Okay. No other human being, no other thing, right. no person or place or anything can make it happen. Okay. Yeah. But interesting question. All right. Um, one of the reasons I ask this is because uh, I've been thinking lately about my life. Like, as you know, the day of my birthday, so I was reflecting. And I was thinking about the fact that I'm 73 years old, so I was reflecting. Yeah, it's old. I need a, I need a wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I need a wheelchair at this point. But so I reflected on growing up in Alabama, walking up down the road, picking cotton, doing all that stuff, right? And then I reflected on how I moved out to L.A. and all the hell I went through when I moved out here, because coming from a plantation to California it was like going from night to daylight, or from heaven to hell. And so it was really interesting, the things I went through and the stuff I did. And then I reflected on when I started bond 32 years ago. And I was thinking about, we used to protest and we had rallies and all kind of stuff, right? And a lot of those people have died. I know so many people now who have died. And they're my age and older and younger in my family, people that we protest with, uh, people I've met over the years. Uh, and so I reflected, wow, those people are dead now. And then I started to reflect on when I first started Bond, the nonprofit here. I was thinking about the people I met since then. And I used to think that people who said they went and forgave, that they had truly forgiven you know, they hear me say, go forgive your mother for t turning you away from your father, impose her will, and forgive your father. And people are like, yeah, I've forgiven. I went and forgave my mama. And I, and I feel so much better. And I used to believe that at one point. I believe that. And, and I thought that they understood that all human beings had to forgive because God said in order for us to live, we must be born again of the Father because every human being that's born of the mother is dying. They're not living. 
their eyes are open, but they have, they're miserable on the inside, living in their imagination, and, and, and don't have love. Because if you don't have love, you don't have anything. If, you don't, if you've not been born again of the heart, you're not going to change. Your life is not going to change. You can fake it, pretend it, and say all the right words, but inwardly you'll be miserable. And so I was thinking about the people that, and the reason I was thinking about that, because I remember asking God to let me see myself, to let me see what's wrong, because I had gone to different churches, and I'm kind of speeding this up a little bit, but I had gone to different churches, and I had no peace. I read the Bible. I couldn't remember the Bible, but I read it. And if you saw my old Bible, it has red, blue, green. You know how the Christian mark up the, the scriptures so they can remember, right? It's just like that. It's very colorful. But nothing helped. So I asked God to let me see what was wrong with me. So he allowed me to see I had this anger because I didn't know I had the anger. I thought I felt love. It was emotional, but so I thought it was love for my parents. I didn't. And uh, <clears throat> so he allowed me to see that I... I, uh, I needed to forgive, forgive my mother, forgive my father for not protecting me from her. And my mother seemed like a nice lady. If you saw her, you would love her, really. But she had this thing against my father, so she was angry. And so I, went, I saw that, and I went and forgave, and that was like 33 years ago. And when I forgave, God took away the spirit of anger from me. He just took it away to a point that I never even think about it anymore. And so I never even think anger. I never have to battle with it. I never have to watch it to make sure I don't get angry or anything, right? And so he took the spirit away. And I noticed that over the years as time went by, when things would happen to me, I, I could never get angry about it. And so I thought that the people who said they were forgiven would live in the same way that when childless come, they would be able to stand strong because they didn't get angry. It's like what you were saying about your mother and all that. You see it, you don't get angry anymore. And so I thought everybody was feeling that way, right? But I noticed that when they argue with one another or friends would turn on one another, they would just get mad and not be friends and everything right away. I'm like, no, 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 slow down. What about the love you're supposed to have? God said we should love our enemies. But I noticed that people weren't loving even their friends once they disagreed or, or that, right? And I couldn't understand how were they doing that because once you're truly born of love, it's impossible to be angry again because anger is of the nature of the devil. And so before God draws you into the kingdom, he has to take away that nature of the devil, the anger. He has to change it from hate to love, right? And then once he makes a home in you, you have the power now, and it's not you, but him in you, to change everything in life. Because before, everybody pray, oh, Lord, help me. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I don't want to be that way. And nothing worked. Because you didn't have the love, the power to change it, right? And so I, I, I was reflecting, and I was thinking, how could people get mad at each other and they say they have love? Because I noticed that I wasn't getting mad. It didn't matter. I didn't care what people said or thought or if they agreed or disagreed. Matter of fact, I appreciate the disagreement more than I did the agreement because it would give me a chance to see, do I really have love, right? 
And so I noticed over the years that the people didn't really have love. Because as soon as some go wrong in their life, they change just like that. And you can't change if you have love. You overcome. That's the point of having God with you because he loves us and he causes us to overcome. But the people were not overcoming. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. And so I, um, I encourage people to stay with this silent prayer. I've stayed with this silent prayer for 33 years. Thank God, right? And so in staying with the prayer, what I've come to realize that if you stay with love, that's why God wants us to stay present. So you can always be with him right here, right now, not ever in the future or the past because it doesn't exist. He's not into the time thing. He's into the now thing right now all the time. And when you stay present, he will guide you. He will change your whole life. He really will. And, but I realized the other day that over the years, I can now see that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. All the time. There's, it's, an, it's impossible to have a true thought. I don't care what happened this morning to you. It doesn't exist now. It really doesn't. But if you live in your head, Satan will make you think it exists now, and he'll have you thinking about that and all that, right? And so I've noticed for me that what has and I've been talking about this off and on lately, is that my idea about God, my ideas have been wrong. Everything that I've been taught about him is what I was trying to make happen. You know, I had, intellectually I was taught about God, and so I was trying to live that life based on what I was taught about him. But what I noticed about him is that he, he is destroying every idea I ever had about him or about myself or about anyone. He's taking all that away. And, and when, to know him is to not have any idea about Christianity, about what you read in the Bible, about what you heard about God or anything, because Satan will use those ideas against you because you're trying to make morality and everything work for what you've been taught. And as long as you're trying to make something work like that, Satan is your daddy because we're not on our own. We either serve good or we serve evil, right? And so he is... He's, to, he's torn down and tearing down because I'm not done yet. Every idea I ever had about him and taking away every idea I had about him so far, there's still more to take away. And it's nothing what I would imagine. Nothing. And so what I realized from that is that Satan works on everything that you learn intellectually. That's why you should never hold on to anything intellectually or any other way. Because Satan will use that against you. You could say, go and forgive. God is love, right? Go and forgive. And people are going to forgive, but they have a, a mindset about it. And so Satan used that against them. And so at that point, they stopped growing because they don't realize that uh, once God is with you, once you're born of him, you can let go. Either I can't, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But if I wanted to let go, I can't let go now. Because so much has happened, right? And if I didn't have love, I would have let go a long time ago. I'd be like, forget this. 
really, I'll just go out there and live my own life. But I cannot see myself going back because everything I've learned been taken away from me. And so it's like there's nothing to go back to. There's nothing to look forward to either because there is no forward. In reality, and some of you said it, in reality, there's only now. And so instead of struggling with your vices, instead of struggling with your family members or your friends, you need to become aware of your thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time. There's never a true thought, right? And so when I ask, are you living at your lower level, your high level, your lower level consciousness is when you feel good and when you feel bad. When you have a faint sense of happiness and when you have a faint sense of mad or, or anger. When you're lonely, when you're uh, irritated, when you, everything, all this stuff is your lower level consciousness. There's a higher level that goes beyond feelings. It goes beyond the idea of success or loneliness or agitation or depression or suicidal thoughts or, or all this stuff everybody get, right? There's a higher level of consciousness that goes beyond that where you would never experience any of those things anymore. But you got to stay on that. And the higher level of consciousness is nothing you can imagine, so don't hold on to this in your head. It is a, just think about this. And I used to wonder about this. If God created us, and God is love, in him there is no anger, there is no fear, there is no loneliness, there is no doubt, no worry, no, no need, no desire, none. And if we are born again of him, why shouldn't we be that way too? Why should we be free of all, the, all that kind of stuff, right? God did not create us so we could have a hell of a life the rest of our life, and then you die. You're not supposed to be living in darkness. You're supposed to live in the light because he is the father. He, he, he doesn't want us to be miserable the rest of our life. But some people have accepted that, that way of living. As being miserable because we can't be perfect. We, we just do the best we can. And then we die. And one day when we get to heaven, we'll be fine. The treasures in heaven is laid up for us right here on earth too. But you got to dive away from any ideas that you have. All ideas about anything must disappear. And you can't make those things disappear. That's why it's so important to watch those thoughts. Just think about this. This is so easy, it seems impossible. Nothing is required of us. Zero. The less you do, the better off you are as far as spiritual, spirituality is concerned. Now, you have to do practical things. You have to get up and go to work. You know, you have to eat. You know, you have to, you know, do those kinds of things. But nothing else is required. Just think about this. In real life, all you need to do is pray and watch. That's all you need to do. Pray and watch the thoughts. The ones that make you feel good and the ones that make you feel bad. Because in reality, you're not feeling good and you're not feeling bad. You have no needs. You have no wants. 
is that the not you, that ego mindset, which is of the devil, the ego feelings make you think it's you because you have identified with it for so long. But the real you have no need for anything. And when you overcome the mind, you're going to see that, and it's mind-blowing. It is. So the higher level of consciousness is to watch the lower level and let it pass. Just, that's why God say pray without ceasing, so you could be aware of those thoughts. Anyone who has fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, angry, somebody can hurt your feeling or your reputation or this, you're worshiping the devil. You're on that lower level of thinking. Because if you're on the higher level of thinking, which is of God, right? No one can make you feel any of that stuff. You have no illusion of a reputation. You have no envy and jealousy and strife. You cannot go against anyone. You pray for them. You wish them well. Even Hitler. Y'all heard of Hitler, right? Hitler's still living. It is in our government today. Hitler is in our families today. He's in us until we overcome it. We are Hitler. Hello, Hitlers. You could hate Hitler, but you don't see the Hitler in yourself. Anyone who has fear, Hitler is your daddy. <laughs> Anyone who judged their fellow man, Hitler is your daddy. Anyone who worry, anyone who is looking for something on the outside and not looking within, Hitler is your daddy. You're no different than a Hitler. You're no different than the, uh, all this murder and stuff that's going on now. It's the same spirit. You got to pray and watch. And if you have any desire for something, just know you're living a lower level of life. If you're trying to have this or that, thinking it's going to make you feel better. So a good example is when things happen to you. They're not happening to you at all. It just feels like it's happening to you. And I didn't know that before because I knew I didn't have the anger, right? And I knew I could not go back. And I had to just, and I knew when the, when the ego would be attacked, because nobody told me, so I didn't know I learned the hard way. At least I'm telling y'all. When I remember I had a job once in Oregon, I mentioned this, and it would be so hard on me sometimes because I didn't realize the mind was working me. And, and, and so I could barely breathe. I would have this terrible pain in my body. And when you have that pain, the devil is talking to you, right? Oh, you're going to lose your, this. You're going to lose that. How are you going to do this? This is that, right? And I used to be so bad that I would just go home and fall out on the couch. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. It was worse than driving by the dock of the bay. But I noticed that the next morning I would get up and go to work. I had no other choice. I just faced it. But nobody said, oh, that's your ego. Let that happen, right? So I didn't know it. But as time has gone by, I realize now that that's not me, but it's the ego nature, the devil's nature in me. And now that I have the light of God in me, it is destroying the darkness. And he has shown me never identify with that as you. It's not you. It's the same thing that Paul said, the things I don't want to do, I do. The things I don't do, I don't want to do. Whatever you say, right? It, that thing is controlling you, but you have not been told that it's not you. And so when situations happen, 
Don't run from the situation. Relax in them. Because you have the light of God. If you have love, perfect love, you have the light of God, and he will destroy that. So if you feel afraid, let yourself feel afraid. You don't have to go around telling everybody, oh, I feel afraid, right? Because the light sees it. God sees it in you, and he's separating you from the not you. That ego nature is of the devil. It's not you. And the light, so you got the light of God, so you got love. Now the love will fight the darkness. You can't fight it. If you didn't have the light to fight it for you, you'd be in a real mess. You need the light. That's why God said, go and forgive before you enter in, because he, the darkness and the light have nothing in common. Zero. They have nothing in common. And I only know this because he's allowed me to see this. I'm telling you by experience. I know when you're going through your ego trip, I know what it feels like. And when you take it all serious, oh, I'm just so scared. It hurts so bad. It's funny to me now, but it wasn't funny when I was going through it, right? And even now, if I should fall into a thought, I automatically know now. And knowing it from the higher level of consciousness, you're able to just let it go. You will grow in the light, but you got to let go of everything. Meaning don't fight against anything. You got to completely let go. It is not you. I learned it the hard way, but I'm grateful that I did. Because I don't know if I would have gone through it in the way that I've gone through it if I, didn't, if I knew in advance, right? The devil tried to use that against me. But you got to let the ego die. And when you're letting it, the ego die, you're, you're, you're confessing. You know, I can't do anything on my own. When I realized that I was all in last year, I couldn't help, but I couldn't help myself, right? And I'm like, I'm all in. I'm just going to let go. Whatever happens just has to happen. Because there's nothing I can do about it. You need to surrender to the light. You need to literally surrender. Then the, uh, the darkness will have to disappear. Slowly but surely, it will disappear. Because now you're surrendering to God, meaning that I can't change myself. Why worry about anything? Why worry about what someone thinks or what I think or anything? Let go. Let the light change you and you'll be fine. And you'll grow in consciousness. And then the consciousness will allow you to see the darkness, the ego nature, the mind, which is not your own. And so when you are tempted with it, with it you're able to let it go. Just seeing it, let it go. You, you are not required to do anything but pray and watch. And do the practical things. Do what's in front of you. Go to work. If somebody offends you at work and you all of a sudden you're scared or angry, be glad for that. And when I say be glad for that, you're not going to be jumping up and down. Oh, ooh, look at me. I'm in misery. I'm so happy. You're not going to. But what I'm telling you, don't run away from it. Let that happen to you. Because it's not happening to you. It's happening to the not you. It really is. It's not you. You are not your thoughts and your feelings. And that's what God is trying to let you know. Let go. The pain is not you. The fear is not you. God is nothing like what we can imagine. You have no idea what he's like. That's why he'll destroy all those ideas. Morality is not even what you think it is. 
we've been taught morality, and now we're trying to live up to morality. And if someone is not living your morality, you judge him. You judge him, right? Oh, look at them. They're sinning. A sinner judging a sinner. But you need love first in order for that to happen. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So you got to let go of all your ideas about anything. And your feeling cannot be hurt. You, the real you up here, cannot be hurt. The real you, the not you down here is what's being hurt. So when people talk about you or you lose a little money or you don't have the kind of car you think you want and all that, just know it's not you. It's not you at all. You don't have pain. You don't have a need. All your needs are met. Every need is met. But if you're in your imagination or you compare yourself to others or you try to be like others and then you're running from group to group, friend to friend, club to club, you're looking on the outside for the answer and you're never going to find it. The kingdom of heaven is within us. It really, really is. But you got to practice living from that kingdom instead of living from the outside. And it will, you'll grow into it. You will grow in the kingdom. And you will overcome the world. And life will become amazing. That makes sense a little bit? But you got to stay with it. You really got to stay. And when the world on the outside is falling apart, be grateful for that. When you lose friends and family members and all that, be glad for that. And the world is in a mess. There's no love in the world. They're killing God. They're killing the spirit of Jesus. There is no love in the world. Have you noticed there is no love in the world today? And you can tell that you don't have love in your reaction to life around you. If you overreact, that's a sign that you don't have love. You're worshiping the devil. Calling, him, calling it Jesus. When you have perfect love, you cannot overreact. You forgive and you forget. You let it go. You know, God doesn't remember what we have done. Why should we remember? Because you're his son, you're his daughter. You don't remember anything. You forgive, you forget. To forgive means to forget. You don't hold anything against anyone. They can't help it. So stay with the prayer and watch. That's all that's required. And it's not, if you watch it, but it's not you. It's the light shining on the darkness so that you can see. The light, the darkness, and the light has nothing in common. And the darkness cannot perceive the light, but the light can perceive the darkness and the light. It can perceive, but the Satan can't perceive the light at all. Not one iota. When you're of the devil, when you're fighting with one another, and you're judging one another, you're carrying, you don't know you're the devil, do you? You think you're God. And you think you're righteous in judging your family members and others. And you're not. The devil doesn't know he's the devil. And oh, I want to mention, stop, stop, stop. S-T-O-P. Oh, I can spell stop. Stop taking all other people's pain. I watch this woman on TV, and when, when they have black people on the show, and whether they're black liberals or black whatever, right? So she take a, oh, that's, oh, that's so nice. She says, oh, if something bad happened to the black, oh, I'm so sorry for, oh. You know that shooting that happened when the white guy killed up some black folks? 
she's thinking of all those black people pain. Just to, I'm like, who, who do you, who do, who, <laughs> who do you think you are that you're going to take on somebody else's pain? You can't even handle your own pain. But what it is, you feel holy when you take on someone else's pain. You feel like you're doing something wonderful. You feel like you're a Christian. You feel like you love. You don't. It's all ego. You feel good about taking on somebody else's pain. That's the dumbest thing I ever seen. Even when I was in my father's state, I didn't take on nobody's pain. It was enough to deal with my own pain. I don't want your pain. What the? My cousin called me up. Uh, he lives in uh, Brooklyn, somewhere up there, by near uh, Connecticut or something, near where the shooting happened in Brooklyn. Buffalo, yeah. Where he live? He lives somewhere by there. And we did a little segment on what happened in Buffalo and how those black people had this press conference with this Amalanche Chase, the lawyer. Remember that? And, and the blacks were carrying on at this little press conference, right? And, uh, and, but they had to raise hustle a lawyer there. What's that man's name? Benjamin yeah, they had Benjamin Crump. The ra- you, if you're going to have a press conference about your kinfolks being killed, you ain't going to bring no lawyer with you. You know what I mean? Who's going to feel? <laughs> Everybody's going to know you're playing a game. It's about the money. It ain't about anyone that was shot up or anything, right? But these black people were carrying on. Oh, I lost my mama. I lost my grandmama. And one lady, she, she stood up like, oh, we love you, mama. <laughs> like mama in heaven. <laughs> Why she look down for mama? <laughs> Everybody mama in heaven. You're going to be surprised where Mama really located. <laughs> Especially if you die with anger and Mama died with her anger. Mama ain't up there. But everybody, Mama is in heaven. I ain't had one person yet to tell me Mama's in hell. <laughs> Anybody that matter, you know, Mama might be in hell. <laughs> everybody, Mama is in heaven. And, but she was hell on earth. Couldn't you get rid of mama, right? You were hoping mama die. And as soon as mama died, all of a sudden mama's in heaven. But anyway, they had this press conference, so my cousin called me up and he said, he left a message for me to call. I called him back, punch it. I'm like, yeah. Um, he said the word P at you. I'm mad at you. And I never get mad at you because we grew up like brothers. We, my cousin, but we grew up together. I'm like, why are you so mad? Because I saw your video where you were laughing at the black people that were dead. I was like, it was funny, huh? <laughs> he was like, no, it wasn't funny. We are not supposed to laugh at the dead. You know, we weren't raised like that. I'm like, why not? They dead. <laughs> I'm like, that was pretty funny when that mama said, I love you, mama. Yeah, that ain't funny. And he would tit at me, right? He like, I'm real mad. Just, I never get mad at you, but I'm mad now. But by the time we ended the conversation, he was laughing. He wasn't mad no more. <laughs> I'm like, man, that was all an act. Because if you're going to hold a grieving press conference, you're not going to have a race hustling lawyer there with you at the press conference. You know what I mean? The bodies are not even dead yet. I mean, cold yet. 
and you got a lawyer, who's going to think, oh, this is legitimate? You lead a lawyer, tell the lawyer to stay at home and eat some chicken and greens until you come back. Because after the, after the funeral, we have some good old chicken and greens in Kenya. But stop taking on people's pain. You don't have a right to do that. God doesn't even take on their pain. He will let you suffer until finally you had enough. Have you noticed that? And you're praying to the Lord, oh, Lord, please take my pain away. Oh, Lord, please help me. He's like, okay, yeah, right. So why are you doing this? Stop t- the world used to not be this way. At one time in life, oh, we knew not to take on other people's pain. We knew to pray for one another. We knew not to gossip about one another. That's all gone now. Everybody taking on people's pain and crying and everything. So here's what I want to suggest for you. Have no opinion about yourself. Don't call yourself good or evil. Don't call your other people good or evil. You'll see what's going on, right? Pray for one another. Stay with the silent prayer, and the Lord will meet your needs. Your need will be taken care of. There's a higher love there for us, and he loves us. He will take care of us. Do the practical stuff, but stay with the prayer. And if your ego hurts, because someone offended your ego, because they're not offending the real you up here. They're offending the you down here, which is not you. They're offending the devil, and you think that is you. It's not you. And the devil wants you to think that because he doesn't want to die. He wants you to overreact so he can stay alive. He doesn't want you to be still so the light can destroy the darkness. He wants you to overreact. He wants you to get mad. He wants you to, to overreact. And anyone... Anyone that overreacts don't have love. You don't have love. You all have. I don't care how many mamas you went and forgave, how many daddies you went and forgave. It's impossible to have love and not and, and still overreact to things. It's impossible because the light will cause you to be still, so you can overcome the world. And if you do have anger, like you mentioned, you have anger, right? Just watch it. Watching it will resolve it. It will disappear. Don't try to make yourself not have it. Don't judge yourself for seeing it. Just see it. Or just imagine you could have a life of just seeing. Just think about it. That's so deep, I don't know what to do with it. And that's what I didn't know about God. I didn't know that the only thing that God required of us is to forgive, come into the kingdom, and watch. The devil is trying to prevent us from watching, and we're catching hell, right? But I didn't know that. Oh, I had this whole other idea about God. But he just wants us to watch. He loves us. He'll take care of us. You don't have to do anything. You can't make yourself not be an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever your vice is. And if you notice, God is not even judging the vices. He judged the heart. If you have no love, you have nothing. And human beings have been taught to focus on the vices. The devil tricked them again. Everybody trying to overcome their vices, but you can't. Because it's spiritual, it's of the devil, it's not even of you. So the higher level is to watch the feelings, whether they're good feelings or bad feelings, the worry, the doubt, and do nothing about it. But why? Don't run from it. Let it happen. And do what's in front of you, practical things. Everything else be taken care of. All right? So you don't want to live the lower level or the higher level. You want to live up here. Because to feel good, feel like the higher level, that's not it. 
And even when you're feeling good, if you're not having conflict or anything, the devil is not, and you feel like, oh, things are fine, you still pray and watch. Because the moment you think you're feeling good or you're there, Satan will get you with something else. He'll, make, he'll let you feel good for a second, and then as soon as you're feeling good, he'll give you something to bring you down. As soon as he bring you down, he'll bring you back up. He'll bring you back down. And after a while, you want to jump off a bridge. You want some Oprah rods. Is that what the white people take? <laughs> Is that right? They come from Mexico? Yes. You want to take that. But up here, you don't need a want in of that. Really. And so the light is going to make the ego hurt. But the ego is not you. Let it hurt. Don't do anything about it. Let it hurt. And watch all the little feel-good things you do. You go feed the hunger, right? Now you feel like a Christian. Oh, I went and fed the hunger today. I'm so holy. I fed the poor. Oh, I did this. You're bragging. It's all ego. But it's not real because as soon as the hunger is full, now your anxiety is back. Your fears are back. Your worry is back. Now you got to find something else to do to make yourself feel good again. You know what I mean? All right. I saw some hands. I, I saw here first and then there. So, like, with that question, are these men weak here? So what now? This question that we got earlier at church, like, are these men weak here because they can't answer the question or something like that, right? Is that a judgment or is that like an observation? Is that what now? Is, would that be like a judgment or is that an observation or like that's just not higher conscious to even be wondering if people are weak or men are weak? That's a really good question. Uh, in the higher level consciousness, you don't, you see that the person may be weak, but you know that, you know why they're like that. So you don't make any judgment of it at all because you understand now the spirit of darkness and the spirit of the light. And you know that the people in the spirit of darkness can't help themselves. And so you know that they need to come to the light. You just don't judge them. So I don't know if she was judging them or not. Were you judging? No. Yeah. I didn't say that. Well, the question was like, Mike. Mike. I'm telling you this for a fact. This is for a Fact, once you overcome the, the darkness or you start to grow out of the darkness, you would never, ever, ever, ever have a personal opinion about anyone. Ever again. We cannot judge one another as good or bad. We just see what's going on. It would be impossible to judge anyone. Once you have love, you won't be able to do it. Yes, ma'am. So the question was actually like, you know how they were like, oh, well, I don't know if it's my highest or my lowest. And I, the question was like, well, maybe would a woman help them direct their ways, I guess? Oh, but the not devil like, gave her that yeah, question. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, men are weak. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what's from the devil. The well, devil like, oh, she Jesse, that's they, why I said it was just a question. Yeah. <laughs> the devil like, they, she need a woman. <laughs> they need a woman, right? Yeah, you need more devil. No. <laughs> But no, you, you weren't judging. Uh, yes, ma'am. Oh, Jesse. Everything you said, everything you said was... Oh, hold that thought. Okay. Let me tell you this. I don't want to forget this thought. All right? So here's what I recommend. You need time alone. 
you really need time alone. And I'm not just talking about a day or two. You need months alone so you can see that ego at work. And, and because when you're alone, you're not caught up with music. And, and I'm not saying you can't ever listen to music, all right? I'm just saying you need that quiet time so, so the ego can have a fit on you. Really. Because when you have that quiet time, the ego is going to talk to you. You're going to feel you want to call mama up in heaven. Hey, how you doing, Ma? I was just thinking about you. To get away from that ego feeling. You need time alone. You need that quiet downtime. And because that's the last thing the ego wants you to do. It does not want you to have that downtime. It wants to keep you busy and distracted. Because when it's busy and distracted, you don't see what's going on inside of your mind and body. But when you have that downtime, so get up and go to work, do all that. But we get off work before you go home and just, oh, when you get in your car, don't just turn the radio on right away. I see people driving now on their cell phone. And I'm like, what the? You need that downtime. And that's the last thing the devil wants you to do. And it's the hardest thing in the world for the average person to do is to be alone. Have you noticed that about yourself? You got to be doing something or have somebody around or something. And that's what the devil wants. He, don't want, he doesn't want you to see. That's why people say, oh, it's hard to pray. I fall asleep. Because the devil doesn't want you to see him at work inside of you. Because seeing it is God that, who is allowing you to see it. And seeing it will destroy you. It. Not you, but it. All right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say that everything you said was like pure gold. It, it, in words, in advice, that is success. Like everything you said, that is success. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I just personally, happy birthday. I'm so glad you exist. I personally appreciate Amazing. Because you help so many people. I don't understand why is this many people here. This should be a mega church, but I do understand because the path is uh, narrow. But um, Most people are never going to do that. Yeah. The path is straight and narrow, and it ain't easy. Yeah. Really. It ain't an easy road to take. And so most people... They're not going to get up. And who wants to get up and be quiet and know the Lord every day? Who wants to be still let the devil go crazy in your body? Most people are not going to do it. Most, only a few, especially during the ego death. It's easy to say, oh, I want to forgive. I forgive. I'm a love. Lying. It's easy to lie. But to go through the real deal, most people are not going to do it. Um, that's funny because I was thinking about, um, you You said, I heard you say before, like on the show, that you asked God to reveal to you who you were. Yes. And I did the same thing. I took that advice. And then when the ego death came to me, I was literally on the floor crying. I was thinking like... If I had been recorded, I probably would have looked like the exorcist. I think my head was really spinning around. That's how, yeah. that's how bad it was. It was horrible. The ego death is hard. Yes. I ain't playing. The ego death is rough. Only because we have identified with the ego as us. So really think that it's happening to mm -hmm. us and it's not. That's mm -hmm. why it's so hard. Mm -hmm. If you knew it wasn't you, it wouldn't be as hard. Mm -hmm. But... Everybody believe that is them. You're absolutely also, right. um, I when my 
dad died when I was a baby, so I never grew up with a fan, um, man in my life. And then growing up, you know, going through searching, I didn't know what I was looking for. I, when I was praying to God and hooping and hollering, I thought I was really praying to God. I didn't know what I was looking for. But That's when, such another good point. May I just write on that? Yeah, go ahead. All my <laughs> life, I thought I was praying to God. What I was doing to work, oh, Lord, please help me. God, help me. Oh, this or that. He wasn't even doing nothing. He wasn't helping. We weren't praying to God. We were praying to the devil. We were praying to the devil. But we were taught to pray like that. And I remember when the people asked Jesus, well, how should we pray? He gave them a simple Lord's Prayer, right? He didn't tell them they had to hoop and holler and beg and plead. Because God is not causing you to go through anything. He's not giving you any pain. He's not making you suffer. He's not doing that to you. It's not from God. God is love. God is life. And he, up here, he gave you life, not, not death, not pain like that. All right? Good point. Um, yeah. So I was, it wasn't until I heard you and I really listened. And I'm like, and I seen the way you act, like when callers call. Like, you don't get mad. It just rolls right off your shit. Like, that showed me that you weren't really angry. And people would say, oh, well, how could you not be angry? Stuff like that. But I seen, like, I really yeah. looked into it. And so it wasn't until I started listening to you and really hearing what you were saying and then taking your advice and asking God to do the same things in my life doing the silent prayer. So I really appreciate And I know you're helping so many people, even though it's a small group here and people are watching. But just thank you. You're thank welcome. You. There was you, you're, the only, you're the only one in my whole life that I look at. Like when you ask, like, what is a man? I want to say Jesse. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, you remind me of, uh, and then I'll take your question. I'll take him first and then you. Um, there was a young man that I counseled with this week from Indiana, somewhere over yonder. And he's like, Jesse, um, I listened to him. He had this foreign accent. And the devil revealed himself to me. I literally saw the devil. He revealed himself. He sounded like me or acted like me. And I thought of before I could really see it, I thought it was me. He's like, what do I do now that he could really see it? Right? I said, nothing. Do nothing. Oh, and, and speaking of doing nothing, when you're dying from the ego, you're going through the valley or the shadow of death. Feel no evil and let it happen. All right? That ego doesn't want to die, but that's what's going on. You're walking, you're dying through the valley of the shadow of death, and you will live. It feel like you're dying, but... The real you is not dying. The body is being cleansed of the devil. All right? Amazing. Thank you. Yes, sir. I just have a, uh, a comment. Um, at my grandfather's funeral, I was one of those people who had to cover their face so people wouldn't see me laughing because people would get up and say things about him. And I lived with him. He taught me how to lie. He was no good. <laughs> yeah. But these people yep. got up and it was an act. And it was just like, who are they talking about? And to not embarrass my family, I had to literally like put my hands over my face like this boo-hooing. But it was some of the best that. lies are told at the funeral. So yeah, I understand completely. <laughs> if what you want to hear some good lies, go to a funeral. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. And they be crying, they lay on the ground. On, on, the, on the dead body and cry. 
And I'm sure inwardly they did think, I'm glad that so-and-so is gone. <laughs> we can now have a life. Yes. Uh, you said it a while ago, but you were talking about how um, when the flesh, I forgot what you said exactly, but you're basically saying how when two people who, let's just say when you think you know what sin is, right? You know, the world thinks what sin is. If people didn't know what they think sin is, that the Bible didn't teach sin, how do you think they would respond to the mistakes they make? In a totally different way. They would have no real relationship with it because they would have no idea about it. If they had not been told what sin is and who God is and who the devil is and blah, 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 they wouldn't, it would be so different, it would be easier to overcome too because you would have no opinion about it. You, you would not even know how to judge your fellow man because you would have no idea about it. But now you have the, the devil judging the devils, the sinners judging the sinners. Like they're free from sin, right? Just, but they got the same thing. I ha- no, I can't tell this story. <laughs> I thought I'd tell y'all a good story. But, um, but they, you got to let all your ideas go about morality and everything. Come people try to be moral. They're not moral. But they think they are. The ideas are wrong. And then if you're not your idea of morality, you're suffering. You hate yourself. You're trying to make yourself be what you've been taught to be. You can't do it. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. We know nothing. Just think about that. Only the ego think that it knows. That is crazy. But you don't know that you don't know until you really seek and stay with it. We are as dumb as a doorknob. We are so dumb. I'm surprised God don't slap us. Don't your mama sometimes slap you? Sit down. <laughs> I know the black mamas do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, last thing, because you're talking about that. Do you think that people who are, quote unquote, deeper into certain sins than others, but even though both people are still doing wrong, so to speak, is there a difference between those two people? Some people love the hell more than other people do. And, and, uh, we, some people get tired of their hell. You know, like, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of having fear. Those people are more likely to overcome it. But then there are some so deep into it, they love their hell. That's why they go around and gossip. They find other devils to gossip with. They go from club to club, person to person, because they want to stay in their hell. And if you try to tell them the truth about themselves, you become the enemy. I've seen that happen. I've seen people come to church here. And they, like, love Jesse, as long as Jesse going along with them, right? But the moment I have to correct them or something, I don't see them anymore. They're gone. They don't love Jesse no more. I'm like, what the? And I thought they loved me. Didn't you say you loved me when I was nice? Where's the love when I'm not nice? That's when you really know if you love, right? But some people love their hell. That's why when people try to gossip to you about others, that's a devil coming after you. And the devil needs someone to gossip with. Don't gossip with the devil. Because that same devil will gossip about you with somebody else. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of you correcting them or disagreeing. or so, Then you become their enemy. You're playing with hell. Be of heaven. Be of love. No, that's it. That's it. What? I don't want to take too much. I'll talk to you after. Okay. 
Yes, sir. Hassan, uh, bring my cake. And put it here. Or here. I got an amazing cake they brought. Go ahead. Uh, so much has happened in just like an hour and 40 minutes. The entire time, I just want to make a comment. Internally, I felt my ego like, nah, Jesse's wrong. He doesn't know what he's saying. Like, in my head, that's I just feel devil, it. That's right. The devil would talk to you why it is happening. No, because he doesn't want you to hear the truth. That's wrong. That is the devil. And that's, I feel like that's been the trend my entire life. Like, no, they don't know any better. Since I was 16, growing up, I, I knew better. I knew better. I knew better. Yeah. And I, then you, he mentioned success. Um, and then it made me think of, I used to listen to Earl Nightingale. He would talk a lot about like spiritual awakening, opening a higher self, whatever. And that led me up to getting to know you and the, the way your teachings are about, you know, it's just all within your ego. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just making a comment. It's yeah. interesting how the ego, it, it fights for dear life. Like it's, it's, it it's a true, like if you guys yeah. have seen the, if you guys seen Spider-Man Venom, that, that symbiote, when it gets on you. It latches on and it's just killing you inside. And that's, that's what the, the ego feels like. And I'm saying that even more because you had a caller, I don't know if it was this week or last week, that mentioned a movie called uh, Revolver with Jason Statham. And I went to go watch it and I recommend everybody in I this church. Watch that. I do you got to see it, Jesse. Yeah. It, is, it shows you what that battle inside looks like. I don't want to give away too much because right. then I want you guys to enjoy yeah. the mystery. But leaving that movie, I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away at how evil the ego is yes. and how much its its only purpose is to destroy and kill and, and make you evil. kill you because it can't hurt you. Right. It can't, but it can tell you, oh, go take this drug. Yes. Go take this. Go do, follow this vice. Don't listen to your wife. Fight your husband. Like It tells you to do all these evil he things. Sure does. So, Man, you make such, he makes such a powerful point. While I sit here listen to the truth, you have this thing talking to you in your head. Oh, it ain't like that. Oh, he just, blah, blah, blah. That's the devil talking to you. That's not you talking to you. That's not God talking to you. That's all ego. So you have to let that pass, too, and just let words go in one ear and out the other. Don't hold on to my words or the words coming through me or anyone. Let them pass because the devil will sit in a meeting and talk to you, and you'll think it's you because it sounds like you. That's a very, man, that, that point is so deep. If you don't walk away with anything else, walk away with that. He would talk to you while listening to the truth. He would tell you, and that's all ego. But if you were not of the devil, you would let it go in one ear and out the other. You would have no kind of relationship with it. And the truth will reveal itself to you. Very good point. Uh, absolute good point. I'm going to watch that movie too, Revolver. Yes, ma'am, last word. Tell him to bring the cake up here. Yes. Uh, oh. Well, finish your point, then we'll blow the cake out. Okay. Every day. Amazing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesse. Happy birthday to you. Nice. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Amazing. So. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly made a cake for me too, and they brought it on the show. They had like a thousand candles, like, and I wasn't able to blow them out. So, Hassan, if I show them what's on the cake, will it fall off? Yes. Oh. I don't know. 
This is such an amazing cake. Huh? <laughs> so it has some picture of me and my daddy. Y'all see that? That's me and my daddy. Oh, we love my daddy. Huh? Oh, for the camera to see that. See, that's some picture of me and my daddy. He did. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, man. Oh. Oh, somebody wanted me to read. If you can feel the unforgiven minutes, this is deep. If you can feel the unforgiven minutes with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, which is more, you will be a, a man, my son. That's true. Once you overcome your anger, you will become a man and a woman. A woman become a woman. But you got to let it happen. You really got to let it happen. Thank you for this cake, man. It's so nice. Um, oh, it's Nick's birthday. Come here, Nick. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Again. Come here, Nick. It's an Anchor Baby birthday, too. Did this. Come. I know, but we can do it again. We can do it again. Come. Are you sure? Please. Are you, are you, remember, are you sure? I already yeah. had one of these. No, we didn't have a cake for you. That's not, that's for you. Come on. I already had one of these. I know, we'll celebrate again. One, two, oh, thank you, man. One. Jay birthday. birthday. His birthday no, is a whole either. year. Uh-uh. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Anchor Baby. Happy birthday to you. Amazing. Doesn't the Anchor Baby look like he has a golf game right after this? <laughs> Amazing. Happy birthday, man. Yes, real fast. So I guess what I was... Uh came to mind was just how close the devil is. That's yes. what came to mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, in observation is that I realized how close the devil is. Like, it's super close. He's right there. And um, Every voice, every feeling is of the devil. And when you go along with them, you're worshiping the devil. When you think it's you, you're worshiping the devil. Every emotion and stuff is of the devil. Really. And you're going to see this for yourself. Every anger is of the devil. Absolutely. And, and I was going to say also, too, when um, I, was, I was paying attention to your speech, and it, it, it's like we can't have any attachments. Like, we shouldn't have any attachments. But at the same time, we have to be aware that we do have attachments. Because if yes. we live a life where we assume we don't have attachments when we do that also becomes challenging too because then we're not seeing what's there. As a matter of fact the reason you're having the pain you have the feel good pain and the bad good pain is because you're attached to something an idea about yourself an idea about others a wrong relationship with someone a wrong expectation 
And the reason you're having the pain because of the attachment. And what the light would do is take you away, it would detach you from it. And then when those same things happen, same things happen, you will have no feeling about it at all, zero feeling, because you're no longer attached. To your children, you know how mothers attach themselves to the children? And the kids be 90 years old, they still want to follow the kids. They're grown, grown kids, right? Grown adults. And the mama won't let go because the mama got an attachment to them. Her life source is coming from them. And she killed all the kids. She's like 90 years old, and the 20-year-old kids are dead because she sucked the life out of them. But she called it, oh, that's my baby. I love my baby. You love sucking the life out of your baby for, because of that attachment. Absolutely. So all thoughts, y'all, just know it's not you. It's not you. It's just not you. So let me ask before we end here, and thank you all for the birthday stuff. I forgot to mention I do it on the radio show tomorrow. All the gifts and the phone calls and the cards and cakes and all that kind of stuff. I'm grateful. Thank you. Was this helpful for you at all today? Any questions about what yes, you heard? Yes, it was. In what way? A, a well, little small way. because it gives a completely different perspective than what I've had my entire life. Yeah. Especially growing up in the, not to say anything evil about the Baptist church, but it's a very specific type of of practice within the Southern Baptist I was, church. I was a Southern Baptist. Yeah. I know what it means to be yeah. a Baptist. Yeah. Praise and the so, Lord. So um, very much an eye-opener. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank I'm you. glad you're here. Thank you for making and, me feel welcome. I do feel welcome, whether you made me feel that way or not. Right on. And I do, feel welcome. And do the silent prayer, right? www.silentprayer.video. Be you. still and let God take over. And he will. Okay. Stay with it. Stay. I don't care what happened on that straight and narrow road. You stay on that path no matter what. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. Thank all you. Right? Thank you. Would this help at all for you? Look y'all later right there. Yeah, it was it was helpful. I think um yeah, a lot of like even that question of do you find yourself successful, I think tied up with like getting rid of a lot of the the programming and the teaching and a lot of the supposed tos and the should haves and the all of that. So that all ties into even what you're talking about. Nice. So, you're yeah. absolutely right. The world have taught us we need to be successful. I'm a parent, you want, and we measured on material things, right? And enough is never enough. But when you look at the people, and you will see them, they have everything. They have cars and TV shows and houses, and they are miserable. They are on antidepressant medication. They are stressed. They are worried. They have doubt because they have no love. They have measured their lives based on material things. And then you grow up trying to have what they have and end up just like them. But once you understand that, you'll be grateful whether you live in a hut or a mansion. you have a peace no matter where you are. You could be in jail and still have peace because it's from, from within, not from without. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything you disagree with? Uh, nothing I disagree with. I have questions, but they're probably like a next time. No, go ahead. I oh. gave you one question. Go ahead. Okay. Um, with like ego death, like growing up in church, and I think a lot of it, more of the should-haves and the what you're supposed to do goes into like the church, and you're supposed to have a family, you're supposed to be married at this age, you're supposed to do all these things, and shows that like holiness. Um, but I think ego death, what do you, I don't know, like what, I don't want to draw comparisons, but do you feel like the ego death is the same thing as like similar to like being transformed and, and like 
sin? Like, is that like simul? Is that like the same? Being transformed into what now? Like getting rid of sin, like sin, like kind of falling off and being transformed, or like being um, like like sanctified. Is that like kind of hand in hand? Um, like ego death and and getting rid of like sin. What? Well, let me tell you what. Uh, the ego death is washing away all your ideas, washing away all those emotions, all those things you've been taught. Like you just said, sanctified or something like that. Yeah. That idea will be washed away from you. Okay. It, it will sure. be taken away because God didn't want us to be. We are a living being, and we and He is a living being. He is a spirit, right? And He want. We are like him already. We just don't know it. We're just a living being. We're not sanctified, filled with the Spirit, running for our life, right? It's none of that. That's a setup. That's why he'll wash all those ideas away from you, and you'll just find yourself just be. You'll be hanging out with people. They won't know that you're different than them. You will see what's going on. You'll have fun. You'll laugh. But you'll see that something's going on. It's not right with these people, right? But you won't judge them. And they will just see you, but they won't know that you have peace on the inside. So all your ideas about sanctified and running for my life and, oh, Lord, all that will be erased, too. All your ideas about sin shall be taken away from you. Because that's the only way you can overcome all that stuff. The ideas about it has to be taken away. Otherwise, Satan is trying to make you get rid of stuff in the wrong way because you have an idea of what it is. Have no ideas about anything. I didn't know that God could come into my heart, into me, and take the spirit of anger away from me. I, I didn't know it could happen like that and the way it happened, right? And so if I had had an idea about it, it would not have happened. I just wanted him. I was tired, tired of trying to change my own life. I couldn't do anything. And I've been struggling like everybody else, trying to change my life, right? And I couldn't do it. And so get rid of that idea about being sanctified. Just let it pass. And do the silent prayer, and he will show you. All right, thank you. Very good question, though. All ideas must go. Mm -hmm. And make sure you go and forgive your mother. Your mother set you up. She should not have done that to you. You, you, you were a child. You didn't know how to raise, raise other people's children. You know what I'm saying? And now you got to fight with the brothers and sisters because they think you'll be in control like mama and they're mad at you and not getting along and all kind of stuff. Apologize to your brothers and sisters. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't know what I was doing. Mama put this on me and I'm sorry for whatever I did wrong. Yeah. All right. That's great. I would never have thought about even apologizing to them. So yeah. that's good. Because they don't understand either. They wonder why you try to be their mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So apologize for them. Hey, I was wrong. I didn't know what I was doing, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I hope this will help a little bit. There is one person that is amazing now. They were always kind of amazing, but they have not given up. And they're getting better and better. And the reason I say that because they were dealing with some ego stuff this past week, and I won't get into any of it. And they were like, oh, 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 but they stayed with it, and I can see the growth. They now understand the ego must die. It's not them. So feel the ego, let the ego go, and you'll be fine. 
And this verse, don't give up. They are that straight and narrow. They have not given up. And it happened to be a woman, too. Yeah, happened to be a woman. Now <laughs> <laughs> there. And so stay with it. It's not you. Don't run from it. Run to it. It's not you. You run from it, you get an ego life. But if you let it happen, the ego will die. It will die. It's going to blow your mind. It will die. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the birthday wishes again for the Inca baby and me and the stuff. Um, no meetings this week, right, Jay? And so we'll do the uh, Super Chats and, and all that tomorrow on the show. And don't forget to tune in for Hate Report, James' show right after mine. James Haken's on fire. And the Anchor Baby. Did y'all see the Anchor Baby show this week? Mm-hmm. Two people. Sorry, Nick. Whatever. I don't know who you be talking to for three hours on your show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you be talking to these two on the phone? That's it. Look, the Anchor Baby stay on for three hours on Friday from 4, start at 4 Pacific time, all right? And look, we are building a network of radio talk show hosts, and I want conservative network. You know, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to have your own self, be yourself, right? That's what makes it work so well. And so if you're interested, send a one-pager, blah, 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 because we are building this network, 24-hour talk. And then thanks to you for helping us to get it done. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. If you need counseling, go on the website or call 800-411-BARN. So stay with the prayer. Become your own man. Become an individual, not a group. An individual. Be your own man, your own woman. You cannot go wrong. All right? Thank you, folks. I hope this was helpful. And thank you all. That was fun today. Thank you for the fellowship. I appreciate it. So real fast... uh